Hi, I'm Dr. Mark Student. Welcome to the Academy of Chiropractic Doctors PI Program Consultations. I am very excited that you took the time to do this and make the commitment to your career, to your family, to yourself, just to be the best of the best through clinical excellence. Sit back and enjoy the consultations. Hi, I'm on with, uh, this is being recorded with permission. I'm on with Dr. Aaron Smith from Cedar Park, Texas. Good morning, Aaron. Good morning. So, Aaron, yesterday we were together, um, and we spent the day actually in the Hamptons, and uh, we, we spoke a lot. And one of the things that we talked about was um, other chiropractors in the profession uh, that are doing things that are really, should be, are considered really subpar whether it be not triaging their patients appropriately, not diagnosing predicated on flags, not documenting appropriately. And it's become very frustrating to a certain uh, sector of the population. The chiropractors, not that we are, you know, holier than thou or above anyone, but really based upon accepted conservative clinical standards. And the question we had and we, we bantered is, should we become whistleblowers and report them to licensure boards because it's really about protecting the public interest or should we work hard to get these doctors educated? Now, where do you stand on that? And, and what's your experience? Um, since, since working with you, I've had that happen on many occasions where an attorney will send me a case or even a medical specialist will send me a case or primary care and and this person has gone through, one case picked out to me, this person had had like four or five months of, of chiropractic treatment made no improvement at all, no diagnostics were ever ordered. I didn't even touch the patient. I'm like, being MRI, boom, they, they had positive myelopathic signs um, from exam. And then when we get the, we got the MRI back a couple of days later, full-on cord compression. Um, hey, talk a little slow. The, talk, talk a little slower, Aaron. Oh, Go ahead, sorry. For the recording. Okay. So we, we got this patient. The uh, patient had myelopathic findings. Um, patient had a positive Hoffman sign. Um, got the MRI ordered, and then sent them straight to the neurosurgeon, and they had surgery a week later, and they've been suffering for six months. And at the same time, this chiropractor that had treated them for several months was just wailing away on her. Um, and, wailing away, meaning meaning adjusting regularly. Exactly. When it's, when, <laughs> yes, when it's, yeah, I, I appreciate your perspective. Um, and by the way, for full disclosure, in my formative years, I was in practice two, three, four years. I had a patient like that, by the way. That yeah. I adjusted. That was, I but think that we was all before, probably have. But that was before MRI was even invented. It was in the early 80s. Right. And I didn't know what was wrong with this patient. I just kept adjusting and adjusting. I x-rayed and re-x-rayed. And, um, you know, and I didn't know what was going on. And I really, I believe, I honestly believe I hurt this patient. But keep going. Right. I, have, I have to get, but that forced me to go back to school, especially when right. MRI became available. Um, right. But keep going. I don't want to take so, the train forward. So then I, I've, had, I've had other cases where I've done plaintiff or IMEs for, for attorneys, and then we, we go through we go through the record go through the records that are that are just so horrible. I'm like, there is no way any carrier should should have to pay for this. It's really, 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 really bad. Um, I, I've seen chiropractors diagnosing disc herniations and never having an MRI before. I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Um, and so it concerns me for my profession when I see things like that. At the same time, I, I, I've told a lot of people about you and talked to people who are all over the country. And you regularly will 
have people that are interested in your program, hey, call call Eric Smith. He'll, he'll tell you about it. And I've, I've been able to create some really good relationships and people that have really grasped hold of of the of, of the concept and then taken advantage of the program and, and done the program. Um, you know, they, they call me back and they're like, holy crap, this is this is transforming the way that I, I practice. I keep, I'm busier than I've ever been. Um mm-hmm. So, well, uh, yeah, I don't want to make this a testimonial about our program, even though okay. it really accomplishes those needs. Right. But really, but really, it's about education, and that's what that's that's our platform. Our right. entire platform is we're going to make you a better doctor at every level, and protect the public, and and protect your license, and help chiropractic spiral upwards through highly credentialed, highly trained, very smart doctors who practice with an appropriate standards. Right. Um, so, but the real question that so so here's the other the other issue I've come across is when I deal with ER docs, I've dealt with a lot of them and orthos and neuros and neurosurgeons. I I tra- I've trained a lot of them. I've educated you know a lot of them through that training, and I've lectured with a lot of them and to a lot of them, and mm-hmm. they all say to me the same thing. You're you're not like any other chiropractor I've ever worked with. We, oh, we get we, we, we get the cases where, you know, the chiropractor doesn't doesn't triage. They don't do an MRI. If they do, they don't understand the findings. And, you know, their diagnosis, uh, prognosis, and treatment plan never changes. These people are complaining, and, you know, they're, they're still not diagnosing their patients. Um, you're different. And, and why? And I'm sure you've heard that also from doctors, from medical specialists you've worked with. Right. So what's some of the feedback you're getting from the medical specialists? And there's a reason why that's important. It's not that we want to be medical specialists or pander to them. And I'll explain from my perspective what the significance is. But what's the feedback you're getting from the medical community about your level of expertise? Oh, it, it's been phenomenal um, because I'll have, I'll have pain management doctors, neurosurgeons that'll, that'll call me and ask me kind of some clinical questions about, hey, I have this going on, I can't help them, what do we need to do with them? Um, and I've, I've seen that on multiple occasions where I've been in the in the specialist office, you know, seeing, you know, rounding with them, doing patients. Um, one of my favorite experiences was, was uh, at a hospital observing um, spine surgeries and sitting in the physician lounge and having the neurosurgeon go out of his way to introduce me to every single medical specialist that walked through the door, um, whether it was anesthesiologist, general surgeon, cardiovascular surgeon, whatever, and and just how how esteemed he like, hey, this this is this is my colleague, you know, it's not this is a chiropractor, this is this is my colleague, and and we work really closely together, and so it 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 changes. Yeah your dynamic of interprofessional relations. You, you, you don't remember, but when you started your journey of becoming educated and getting smarter, your very first experience that you related to me, this was probably close to two years ago, um, you said, I went to an orthopedic surgeon, and he gave me five minutes only because I had a case to refer, and we spent over an hour, and at the end of the day, he said to you, I love chiropractic, but I hate chiropractors because they're stupid. You're the first smart one I ever. You're the first smart one I ever met. And then yeah. he referred eight cases that day on the spot to you. And yep. I remember, I remember that like it was yesterday. What 
what was it that you discussed with him for those first five minutes that, that, that allowed him to push his patients back to give you an hour? We, we discussed MRI, triaging cases, and, and biomechanics. And, and you are credentialed in all of those things. Is that correct? Correct. And how, where, where was your training? Through the State University of New York School of Medicine at Buffalo. Right. And, and that was easy to get that type of training? It was, it was hard or easy to find it and access it? it, it. Took, yeah. It took, it took effort. It was, it was work. But at the same time, it was very enjoyable to do. And I, I love I love learning. I look at—I don't know how many MRIs I look at every single day, and I'm always still learning stuff right. and and wanting to get better as a clinician um, and as a doctor, and therefore it makes it makes practice and, fun. And those are all online courses that were easy to access. It was it was a lot of right. work, but it was easy to access. Yeah, okay. it was easy to access, but it was definitely and, work. and you did get chiropractic CE credits for those too. Correct. Yeah, so it was just just a win all the way around. So now here's the real question. When you get a chiropractor who is, I don't want to say dumb as dirt because that's really condescending from my perspective, but that's really how I feel, who subpar clinically from an educated person's perspective of what's available in contemporary healthcare and medicine, and when I say medicine, I mean that as the genre of all healthcare. Um, you know, some people are going to get like wig out, oh, we're not medical doctors, you want us to be, no, no, no. Come on, let, let's, let's not be you know, stupid about this. When we look at what contemporary medicine has to offer uh, or healthcare has to offer as far as technology and diagnostics and knowledge of what's going on with the human spine, um, especially over the last decade with chiropractic and the advances in our profession in knowledge of what we do, with everything that's available and you still have the uneducated or some part clinical doctor, do we whistle blow or do we work hard to get them educated? Do we do both? What is your fee? And this is really the question at hand. We okay. know the issue. We know the issues right now. We are, and, and your your example of that doctor with a myelopathy who keeps quote unquote wailing away is unconscionable. Is they're going to hurt the spinal cord probably? Right. But right. then they need immediate surgery, and if they delay surgery, they're going to get demyelinization at the cord, and you're going to have other issues. And then you're going to get plastic changes within the brain, and the uneducated won't even understand anything I just said. But we know right. that that's a, that could be permanently detrimental to our patients. So, yep. what's the best solution for the profession, or well, that indiv- or or that individual doctor? But ahead. I, I think it's kind of in the middle of the road. You know, I, I don't. I want people in our profession to become better, and and I know some people in our profession would be very territorial very, you know, hey, I'm, this, is, this is my competition. I, wanna, I want them not to do good so I can do better. And there's so many people that need our help. And you look at how many, you know, all the problems with the opioid epidemic and things of that nature. Like if, if we have even a fruit treating a fraction of those patients, every single chiropractor would be busier than they could possibly imagine. But at the, at the same time, there has to, there has to be a, a balance of wanting to teach it. And then if we have patterns that emerge, you, you know, they definitely need to be talked to and even brought up on, um, uh, you know, a whistleblower, like you said, uh, for, for standard of care issues. So 
and those so are really, that... so really, it's 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 an in, it's a decision of which way to go, and it's you know I I take this as a very 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 serious. This is one of the most important yet difficult conversations do we have. Right. We're, listen, we're not licensure boards. We're not, you know, we're not kings sitting on a throne. We don't get to decide. Right. But that's, but that's what licensure boards and investigators do. They get right. to decide. Right. Um, and the question is, you know, in, 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 law, in a law, sorry, if you're a lawyer, you, ha- you can be brought up on ethics charges for not reporting another attorney for doing something unethical because right. then you become complicit in their unethical issues. And an ethics violation with a lawyer is the worst thing that could happen because the licensure board considers that a, a valid reason for losing your license. You know, for in, in medicine, it's considered misconduct or gross misconduct. Right. Um, but, but we're talking about, do you have an ethical responsibility? Um, and I'm going to really dig into this a little bit more. Um, to report other doctors who are practicing subpar and potentially hurting patients, which then becomes a public health issue. But the other side to the coin is, is that let's look at chiropractic as a profession. When those emergency room doctors start getting case after case, I went to my chiropractor. It hurts worse. Now there's a huge herniation. And I'm not saying that the herniation wasn't there beforehand, but the chiropractor never knew. But the, but the surgeon's now going to assume the chiropractor did that because now all of a sudden it didn't hurt a lot. It hurts a lot more and there's a herniation. So, you know, now the chiropractic, the, the chiropractor is on the line and the chiropractic profession is now, you know, taken down a peg in the mind of that surgeon. Do that in the, in the emergency room 50 times over a month. Uh, and I'm not being sarcastic because we're becoming more popular with patients. And when right. those poorly educated or support clinicians start seeing a populace and do the same thing over and over. This is what surgeons and primaries are going to see all the time. Now, all of a sudden, when it becomes time to have legislative issues that are going on, they reach out to the medical societies in the States for opinion letters. Are you for or against? Now, all of a sudden, who sits on those boards of those medical boards who are going to weigh in? A lot of those same surgeons who are in the emergency room and in their clinics seeing post-chiropractic cases where people are being hurt versus health. And I'm not saying it's not equitable. There might be, you know, 10 helpful for everyone that's hurt. But you know what? They're not going to remember the 10 that's helped. They're going to only remember the one that hurts. Right. And, and on top of that, if they have a relationship with the chiropractor who, like you, is highly credentialed, in MRI spine interpretation, spa biomechanical engineering, managing and triage cases. Now they're going to say, well, that's a one-off because I work with Dr. Aaron Smith in Cedar Park, Texas, and I know that he knows what's going on, and he has a relationship with me where we communicate about the patients. Now all of a sudden that, that surgeon is going to be a proponent because he's had the relationship with someone who's educated. Imagine right. if all 50 or 60,000 actively practicing chiropractors in this country practiced at that level game over oh absolutely so really your point is well taken to be a whistleblower and educator is the middle of the road and i never thought about that you know what you brought up that doctors certain doctors are territorial they won't even want to listen to you um you know but but it's our job to get them to listen 
It's just our job to get them to listen. So listen, um, I appreciate your perspective and, and everything you've done. I'm very, I'm very proud of you, by the way. Um, anything else you want to add before I say thank you? Um, no, I, I think, well, there's one, one kind of story that brought, that brought up to me is I've had it several, on a few occasions, attorneys ask me to, to go in on like med mouth cases, you know, against the chiropractor, um, because of my credentials. And I, I talked to you about it and it was like, I get asked that all the time. I just don't want to throw people under the bus. And I had a case where I, uh, reviewed a, reviewed notes for a, a chiropractor on a stroke case. And at the same time, I'm like, the stroke wasn't caused by the adjustment. And based on everything that was going on, I even talked to the neurosurgeon of, like, where the dissection was. And he's like, there's no way. He's like, that's that's a spontaneous dissection based upon where it is, mm-hmm. um, the level it was at of where of where the the where, it, where the aneurysm occurred, where the tear occurred. But he said, but anyway, when I was having that discussion with the with the attorney, She's like, no, I need you to, I need you to say that, you know, this didn't cause it. And I, I go, well, the documentation don't support what he did. Therefore, he was not within a standard of care. I'm like, there was no complaint about a, a neck problem at all. Nothing in the diagnosis, no anything. And he adjusted it. Right. I'm like, that, that's not okay. Um, and, and the attorney's like, well, I'm just going to find someone else that will agree with you. <laughs> I'm like, I agree <laughs> with you, but there's, he, he, he didn't, he didn't do what he needed to do documentation-wise right. to justify what he did. And by so, the way, if you're a full spine adjuster, there are ways of documenting issues, even if there's right. no chief complaints there. There are ways of, of clinically appropriate documentation that meets the academic standard because I teach that in both chiropractic schools and medical right. schools. And there are ways, and this doctor certainly didn't function at that level. But you're right. You're 100, 100% correct. Listen, Aaron, yeah. thank you so much for doing this. No problem. Um, and I look to have forward to have more conversations with you. Okay? Good, have, a, have a great okay. day. Thanks. Bye-bye. You too. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed the podcast you just heard, and it's been my pleasure to bring this to you. Please understand that this is a very small piece of the puzzle, and it is my goal to bring you many, many pieces of the puzzle so that the picture can become clearer, your practice can thrive, chiropractic can thrive, and I at least can be a small part of that um, in, in your life, and it's my pleasure. So again, if you want to chat, give me a jingle, 631-786-4253. That's 631-786-4253 or go to our website at teach, T-E-A-C-H, Kairos, C-H-I-R-O-S.com. Thank you so much, and I look forward to seeing you or chatting with you on our next podcast. Have a great day.